Welcome to Get Lit Live with me, your host, Krista Alicia. You might know me from social media or as an Elijah List author, but I was once a homeless, hopeless IV drug addict. Then I had a wild encounter with the fire of God's love that marked me and changed my life forever. He has completely healed me, restored me, revived me, and set me free. Now I'm on a mission to release that same revival fire over the nations to call a generation back to the Father's unbreakable embrace. I want to ignite a passion in the hearts of God's people to prepare for the coming of their bridegroom, King Jesus. It's time for the Bride of Christ to get set on fire with His love and go out with boldness to shine for His glory. Are you ready to get lit and be the light? If so, come burn with me. Hello, hello, friends. This is Krista Alicia, and I am coming on here live tonight. I had the craziest dream last night, and today as I was up praying into it, I felt the Lord wanted me to share it with all of you. So as you're hopping on here, just let me know where you're watching from. I'm going to wait until some people hop on and I start seeing some comments pop up. You guys are going to be so blessed by this. Hey, Prissy. Hey, Josie. So glad to have you guys on here tonight. Hey, do me a favor. If you are watching this, will you please help me spread the fire and share this video with your friends? Um, I have a lot of expectation for tonight. It's actually the culmination of actually like nine years um, of promises that the Lord has given me. Hey guys, I can see you all hopping on here. We got St. Louis, Cumberland, Mississippi, Brooklyn, New York. Hey guys, so happy to have you here. Peggy from Redding, California. I prophesy I shall make it to Redding one day because there is a church there I want to visit. Texas, Alabama, Michigan. Whoa, you guys are amazing. Woo! Mary said, hi, first time watching. Bless you, Mary. So glad to have you on here. Guys, you are going to really be blessed tonight. Oh, guys, do me a favor. If there's any trolls in the comments, please don't pay attention to them. You know, the thing about demons is that they love attention. That's how we, you know, Lucifer, he was a worship leader in heaven, right? And then he fell. And so the whole thing is about pride and they want your attention. And we just don't want to give them any attention. If you see people trolling in the comments, just bless them, pray for them. And please don't fall into the trap. You know, the word offense in the Greek, it's the word scandaleo. It's the same place, like it's the root word where we get scandal, but scandaleo, it actually means a snare, a hook, or a trap. Because when we get, um, when the enemy comes after us to offend us, it's actually a trap that the enemy has set for us to get us into bitterness and anger and resentment. And then we're not looking like Jesus, right? So that's his whole plan. So please ignore the trolls. And if they're in the comments, I will see them and I will block them. So bless them, but save that drama for your mama. I ain't got time for it. So anyway, guys, I'm so excited to be on here tonight. I got to tell you about this dream that I had last night. 
So here lately, I have been in a really wild season of having some crazy prophetic dreams and I've been praying into them and just kind of asking the Lord for some uh, clear interpretation. And I've had a few that um, I'm getting some more revelation on, but I don't think that I'm released quite yet to share. Um, but the one that I had last night, it was really profound. And today, as I was praying into it and asking the Lord for a clear interpretation, he told me that it was something that he actually wanted me to release to you guys, because there are so many people in the body of Christ that need to hear what I'm going to say and what he gave me. And so for some of y'all, if you've followed me for any amount of time or you've ever heard me preach, um, I often share my testimony is that I was a tore up from the floor up homeless IV drug addict. Okay. Lived in a tent, um, was traumatized, had so much like pain and brokenheartedness, ran away from God for years. Um, and I was totally like demon possessed. I really was. And, um, I was tormented. I was absolutely tormented. And God found me in the tent uh, and he led me on a journey of encountering his love and he totally saved me, like delivered me, set me free. Um, and I just fell super in love with him and that's all she wrote. So I was actually, uh, this dream that I had last night I'm going to share it with you. And it totally ties into my testimony and this time of year. So um, I actually, and there's a promise that was, uh, <laughs> was given to me so many years ago about what God was going to do uh, through me specifically to set drug addicts free. And I feel like last night, this dream was um, was like confirmation that he was about ready to do this uh, through my ministry and um, not just with drugs, but, you know, we can be addicted to all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, and I think in the body of Christ, we have, especially in America, guys, can I just be honest with y'all? Can I preach like a real raw gospel and like not sugar, like sugarcoat anything for you? Um, thank you so much for, um, <laughs> for sharing this video. Cause guys, there are so many people that are traumatized in our country. Um, and they're turning to substances and to behaviors to try to find a false comforter. Okay. Addictions are, um, totally rooted in trauma and they're rooted in trying to satisfy and comfort the flesh so that we get our minds off of the torment that is happening inside of our souls. And it estranges us from being able to connect fully with our spirit. It's like a whole body disease guys. And when I was praying today and I was talking to the Lord he took me to Galatians 5. And um, well, here, let's do this first. Let me let me share the dream. Okay. So in the dream, um, I was uh looking for my husband, and I discovered that my husband was at a friend's house who we used to know, I mean, a long time ago. 
And um, so he was with this friend and I'm not going to mention the friend's name, but I will tell you what his name meant just because I want to protect his identity. But um, I found them at this friend's house and the house that they were in was really, really nice. Like it was a big white house. You know, it looked like some people that were very well off lived there. But the reality of um, the condition of our friend was that that's not the kind of life that he would normally be living. Um, and he's, um, you know, he's, he's struggled with, uh, with poverty and with lack. He's struggled with drug addiction. And um, he's even a Christian, and um, has just never been able to get free and has had some really not biblical belief systems regarding the gospel and regarding um, how we're to live a holy, sanctified life, right? Um, And has always made a lot of excuses for going back to his addiction and has hurt a lot of people in the process, but most of all, he's hurt himself. And it's super sad because we really love this friend. But in the dream, this friend was in this really nice house. And I thought that that was really weird that he was in this really nice house and I knew it belonged to him. And he left the house because he was going to get drugs. And uh, in the dream, I said, oh, no, he's not doing this anymore. And there was like this holy um, like anger that came over me in the dream and like not just anger, but a resoluteness to not allow this to go on anymore. Because when I looked at him, I saw him for who he really was. And I recognized that there were demons behind his obsessive compulsive behavior to go use drugs. So I actually tackled him (laughs) in this dream. I jump and I tackle him and I pin him to the ground. And as I'm like holding him down on the ground, I know you guys probably think this is crazy, but this is my dream. If you're just coming in on this, like this is my dream. So um, I, I tackled him to the ground. I'm pinning him down and I'm not letting him get up. And I realized that these, these demons are the ones that are manifesting through him. And um, all of a sudden uh, this intense love of God like pours over me and my whole body turns into a white flame. And um, I start prophesying over my friend who he really is. Like, you're an excellent father. You know, you are loved. You're important. You're chosen. Um, You have a future and Jesus loves you and he died to set you free and you don't have to live this life anymore. And and I was uh, literally like just this love emanating off of me um, from God over him. And as I started doing this, the demons in him started manifesting and started fighting me. And that was when I felt an anointing come over me to cast the demons out. So I started to cast out these demons that were specifically related to addiction. And they were uh, demons of trauma and uh, lust of the flesh and pride of life and uh, pharmacaea. Okay. And I'm probably not going to drive too deep into, and there's in witchcraft too, sorcery. Um, it's all the works of the flesh, uh, mentioned in Galatians five. Um, 
So these demons start to manifest and I start casting them out, right? And guys, listen, deliverance is a ministry of love and of compassion. And so when you're doing deliverance, you should always be doing it in a way where you are protecting and you're guarding the person who is receiving deliverance and that you are not going to let that demon embarrass them. You're not going to let that demon thrash them and throw them around. You take authority over that sucker and you only have as much authority as you have love. Okay. Jesus did not have anything in common with the enemy because he is perfect love. Sin, all sin is rooted in self-centeredness, okay? And God is perfect love. And to sin means to literally miss the mark of God's perfect love, okay? And so I... I don't let demons, I don't let demons manifest like that. I believe that that is not caring to the person who is receiving deliverance. And I never video deliverance either. And I, I'm just going to put this out here, guys. Like you will probably never see a video of mine where I have recorded or allowed the recording of somebody going through a deliverance because that is embarrassing. And I would have never wanted anybody to record that of me. And I think that it's dishonorable when we do that to other people to catch views or likes or shares. Okay. And so if you are uh, following ministers that do that, um, I would really highly suggest that you pray about the fruit of their ministry and ask the Lord if they're doing that because their heart motive behind it is pure or if they're just trying to get views um, and it's clickbait and that's manipulative and that's not pure. And so I trust the Holy Spirit and you all to be able to decide those things. But that is something that greatly grieves my spirit um, because I am somebody who went through a great deliverance. So in this dream, I'm going to go back to the dream now. Um, the demons start coming out and I was getting ready to let my friend go. Um, but the Holy Spirit advised me and said that he said the deliverance is not done in this dream. He said it's not finished because his flesh is still corrupted. And I was like, what? What does that mean? So I um, continued to pray and um as I was praying, I was praying for my friend's body to respond to the deliverance. And I was specifically praying for healing over his flesh. And the craziest thing happened in my dream. This was really like why I was like, I woke up like with this on my mind. So and my heart so heavy, but in the dream demons that looked like spiral worms, like spring type worms started coming out of my friend's face and they crawled like off, off of him, out of him and over to like the concrete. And then my son started burying them in the dirt. And so what's the interpretation of this dream? <laughs> right. Cause it's pretty wild. Okay. And, um, so I'm praying into the dream. I'm like, Lord, like, what is all this about? Okay. And I look up the meaning of my friend's name and my friend's name literally means keeper of the keys or the church. It's literally what his name means. And then all of a sudden it made total sense to me why in the dream 
this particular friend was staying in a nice white house because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we're the temple of the Holy Spirit as the church. Um, my friend in the dream, he is a believer, but he believe he aside from believing Jesus is savior. He also still believes a lot of lies about his identity and about what Jesus died to give him. And so he stayed trapped in this cycle of addiction. And then, um, so I'm praying for deliverance and the deliverance happened in my friend's spirit. But then there was, so the Lord addressed three areas that needed uh, the healing power of God to touch in order for my friend to receive full deliverance. And so the first place that God touched in this deliverance was my friend's soul. He dealt with his mind, his will, and his emotions by releasing love and identity and truth over him. That was what started the entire encounter. Then secondly, his spirit was addressed. Okay. And that is, um, you know, the spiritual element of addiction. There is very much a spiritual element of addiction that drives people into cycles of insanity. Okay. And then the third place where the deliverance was ministered was to my friend's flesh. It was to his body. And when I was looking up, um, particularly like what worms mean, it, it means the flesh, um, prophetically. And the fact that they were, they look like springs or almost like, um, DNA strands and they were coming out of my friend's face. I felt like that had to do with generational, uh, iniquity and DNA that is bent towards certain addictions because, uh, that exists, you know, our, our genetics passed down from, you know, members of our family uh, play a big role in what we're going to be bent towards doing, right? And the fact that my son, Ari, who um, he usually represents the prophetic um, in my dreams, he was, or or sometimes because his name means, his full name is Ariel, and it, it means Lion of God, it, he can actually represent uh, praise or he can even represent Jesus at times. And the fact that he was burying the worms in the dirt is that he was saying that our friend in this dream, that old part of his nature, that that flesh life was being buried and was dead and gone and was dealt with. And that was when we knew that the deliverance was uh, complete, right? So when I'm praying into this dream, um, I felt the Lord tell me that, you know, that this was the condition of many people in the church is that um, we know that Jesus is our savior, that he died on the cross um, to forgive us of our sins. Right. Um, and then many, many of us have a uh, revelation in certain areas about the freedom that we've received um, in Christ and in his crucifixion and his resurrection. Amen. But there are still a lot of us who 
because of living in a culture that has become lukewarm and complacent, um, that has, uh, I mean, really guys, if you think about it, like America, um, a lot of us don't even realize that we are living according to the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Um, lust of the flesh, meaning that we are consistently on a daily basis imbibing in things that are not good for us, but we choose to put into our body because they satiate or comfort our flesh. Amen. And, um, the Lord has been, you know, we've all been in this shaking and in this season of awakening, right? Where God is saying, Hey, you know, I want my people to be healthy. I want you to be set apart. I want you to look like me. I want you to to be producing the fruits of my character and my nature, which is the fruit of the spirit. And, and one of the fruit of the spirit that we never talk about, we know that there's love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, but no one ever wants to talk about self-control, right? But self-control is, is a fruit of the spirit. It is a part of Christ's character and his nature. And we need to be producing self-control in our lives and anywhere that we have uncontrolled addictions where we are continuing. Look, and I, there's even 60, 666 people watching right now. That's the number it's, they called the mark of the beast, but it's really the full works of man. Okay. Like it's man and the flesh in its fullness is, is what that number actually represents prophetically in the Bible. And um, we are supposed to be living from the spirit and not from our flesh. You know, in the fall, in the garden, we, God actually created us as a spiritual being and he gave us a soul, which is our mind, our will and emotions. And he gave us our body um, to be in subjection to our spirit and our soul and our body was really supposed to serve our spirit and help serve our relationship with Yahweh, with God. But what happened in the fall is everything got twisted and turned upside down, right? Like everything got turned upside down. And so what ended up happening was we became a flesh being that was ruled by our flesh and then by our soul, mind or will and our emotions, and our spirit experienced death because we were separated from Yahweh because of our sin, right? So Jesus was the solution to that um, because he came and he was the last Adam. He stood in Adam's place and he fulfilled everything that Adam fell in and he never sinned. And then he was rose from the grave on the third day and he gave us the Holy Spirit to produce the fruit of God in us so that we could live from our spirit man rather than live from our flesh or from our soul. Hallelujah. Isn't that not, that is such good news. Gospel, the gospel is good news. That's good news that we don't have to be ruled by our flesh. We don't have to be ruled by our comfort. Amen. And um, that's why Paul said that he could rejoice in all circumstances, whether he had little or he had much was because he knew how to be ruled 
by his spirit. Hallelujah. So am I preaching to somebody? Throw me up some little fire emojis. So in this dream, so guys, I wanted to bring you a teaching because I think the teaching is really important. Um, because when we like, look, the enemy only has as much authority over us as we believe lies. Okay. Because the devil is a liar. And so he, and if you don't know what the truth is, then how can the truth set you free? Right? So I'm sharing all this with you because if I, yeah, there's some fire emojis, because if I share this with you and I am unraveling some lies that you believe, then you can see the truth for what it really is and you can get set free. Amen. And I mean, guys, even if it's like, you know, for me, my addiction, it went from first I was addicted to cigarettes. I was addicted to cigarettes before I ever did a drug. And I had, you know, I started using drugs to escape from a painful reality. I, I had PTSD that was, you know, undiagnosed. I was miserable. I didn't know Jesus. Um, I had opened up all sorts of doors for witchcraft and oppression and not to mention all the generational junk, you know, um, like I was just a hot mess express, but my addiction progressed. Okay. Um, it progressed, it grew. And the Bible even says that, that sin grows and one day it will devour you. And that is totally what my story was, but it went from nicotine to drugs and when, uh, or into relate or so nicotine relationships, drugs. And when none of that worked, um, and I got clean, even got clean and was saved, like knew Jesus, my addiction went from drugs to food. I almost, I literally, you guys wouldn't know this unless you knew me for a long time. But when, after I got clean, I gained so much weight. I almost got up to like 400 pounds. I'm not even kidding you. And I had to go through a whole process of coming out of agreement with addiction over food because I realized it was a false comforter. It was a false Holy Spirit. And uh, then from food, it went to shopping. Okay. I mean, like it, it's progressed. And I, when I realize that when I'm going through seasons of pain or discouragement or where I'm uncomfortable, that there is this fleshly thing in me that wants me to surrender to um, obsessive compulsive behavior that is going to temporarily comfort me, then I can know what my triggers are and I can remain free. Amen. And it's a journey for everybody. Um, but tonight, I felt like specifically tonight, people wanted to break substance abuse off of people. Like, if you are having issues, oh, I felt the glory on that too. I literally just felt the Holy Spirit like fall on me. Um, he wants to break substance abuse off of people. Um, so, and I'm feeling like the substance, whatever it is, <laughs> hallelujah. Um, bless me. I receive it, Lord. Um, whether it, putting anything inside of your body um, that is causing 
damage to your body. And that could be, you know, food, that could be uh, drugs and alcohol, it could be, you know, all sorts of stuff, really. Um, The Lord wants to break it tonight. Hallelujah. So what is really interesting, so I was like, I was actually looking up the word addiction, okay? And um, so the definition of an addiction, which some of you guys may not know, but definition of addiction, it's a strong and harmful need to regularly have something such as a drug or do something such as shop or gamble, a compulsive, chronic, physiological, or psychological need for a habit-forming substance, behavior, or activity, having harmful physical, psychological, or social effects, and typically causing well-defined symptoms such as anxiety, irritability, tremors, or nausea upon withdrawal or abstinence, the state of being addicted. Now, I am going to tell you that uh, years ago when I first got saved and got clean, the Lord made me a promise. And I have seen this manifest in my ministry before um, without me even praying for it, was people getting set free from substances and never experiencing withdrawal. That it was a supernatural like detox and they completely lost all physical symptoms of withdrawal and were completely set free. And I totally believe that the Lord is going to do this on this live tonight. That, um, yeah, Emily Walls was like energy drinks. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, anything that is harmful, even too much caffeine can be harmful. And I mean, not only that, but guys, like if we're spending like $200 a week on Starbucks, that seems a little bit aberrant, you know, like abnormal. I don't think that we should be spending that kind of money on, you know, on coffee. It's, it's crazy, you know, um, think about it. But because we like to compare our struggles with other people, well, you know, it's either caffeine or at least it's not crack. Like it's still killing you, stealing from you and destroying something in your life, no matter how small it is. And we can't compromise with evil. Okay. We can't compromise with the enemy, like not even a little bit, because if we do, then he's like, the enemy is not okay with just a little bit. He wants all of it. He, he, he will take advantage if you give him just a crack, come on, like just a crack in the door. Like he will body slam his way in and he will completely overhaul your life and, and make it unmanageable if you allow him. So going on from that, I figured, um, I just had this feeling from the Lord to look up what the root word of addiction meant. And so I looked it up and it's actually Latin for addictio, which means uh, inclination or bent towards or um, to be assigned to a debtor or the custody of his creditor to assign property to hand over, to give up to. In other words, listen to this, guys. In other words, addiction is a compulsive bending or bowing down to Satan who makes you a slave to sin 
and drives you into compulsive, self-destructive behavior or harmful substance abuse. You essentially become the property of the God that is behind the addiction that you're indulging in. Did you hear me? So if you're addicted to gambling, then mammon is your God. And you're bowing down to mammon. Jesus mentions that. He said, you can't serve two masters. You'll either, you'll love one and you'll hate the other. Jesus said that. Okay. And um, it even reminds me of like that nasty old um, metal song, you know, where they're screaming, bow down before the one you serve. You're going to get what you deserve. It's, it's literally, it's idol worship. And it's mentioned in Galatians 5. Um it says uh, in Galatians 5, in most, most translations, it talks about um, uncontrolled drunken binges, right? But when you uh, look that up, it could also refer to uncontrolled addictions, uh, meaning you don't have control anymore over continuing the addiction. Why? Because you're made a slave to it. You're constantly bowing down to serve your addiction, to serve your flesh. And Jesus died and he came to seek and what? Save the lost. The word save, where in John 3, 16, where it says that Jesus so loved the world that he, you know, uh, that God gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should ha- should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that he didn't come to judge the world, but to save the world. Okay. That word save it. It literally is sozo soterian. It's the Greek word. And it literally means to completely deliver, to make whole, to totally heal and restore. Okay, so it is complete and total deliverance, total salvation, total rescue, total redemption, total freedom. And this is why in John 10, 10, Jesus said the thief comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. But I came that you might have life and have it to the fullest life abundantly. When we are giving in to addictions, oftentimes there are addictions that are severely injuring our health to cut our life short. So what they're, they're, they're killing us, right? They're uh, coming to steal our finances, right? So they're stealing from us and utterly and totally, they want to destroy us. They want to make us small. They don't want us to be free. Why? Because if the enemy doesn't want us to be free, because if we're free, then we're a threat. Amen. So am I preaching to somebody? I hope, I hope you guys are getting this. So, and guys, there's so much hope. And, and here's the thing and this is, I'm going to pray for you guys. I'm going to pray, um, just as the Holy Spirit leads for total deliverance of all of the spiritual aspects that have to do with addiction. Okay. And look, there is no condemnation for those of you who are in Christ nine years ago, let me tell you. So I have been on a journey. Okay. Nine years ago this month on, uh, November 26th. 2012, I completely uh, got set free. I stopped using all mind and mood altering substances and I was set free from drug addiction. 
So here's the thing. I was abstinent and that that is when I consider it being my uh, my clean date. But God actually took me through a process of discovering him and who he really was and who and what he died to give me for like four months after that. So I was clean and like white knuckling it until I really surrendered everything to Jesus. Okay. And when I surrendered everything to Jesus, it was actually after my little brother committed suicide and I went into an open vision and I heard the audible voice of God and the Lord showed me the demons that were behind my brother taking his own life. My brother was also traumatized. He was also a drug addict. Um, and then the Lord showed me not only was Ben uh, hounded by these demons, but I was too. And I heard the audible voice of God say, Krista, Benjamin didn't do this to himself. And I realized for the first time that we were in the middle of a cosmic battle between darkness and between God's kingdom. And um, that the only way for me to, to win was for me to completely surrender my will, my flesh, my emotions, um, everything over to the care of God, who I knew was good and loved me and had a good plan for my life. And that's what I did. And um, it wasn't until that happened that the that I really, really got freedom. And then subsequently, a week later, after completely surrendering my life to Jesus, I went and got deliverance ministry for the first time, and I got set free from a lot more stuff. And then ever since then, it has been this progressive journey of obtaining the abundant life that Jesus died to give me. And so I'm sharing this with you guys because it does not matter how far out you are. It does not matter what it is that um, you are struggling with. Jesus is able to save. He actually already did. He's, he's already saved you. And all you have to do is enter into the process with him. And so what this, what this means is that, okay, so the word surrender we have to surrender to win. We literally have to say, okay, God, I don't know how to do this on my own and I can't do it in my own. So that means I need to rely on your spirit and on your power to get me through this. Okay. Be willing to have a plan. Look, you know, in the dream that I had earlier that I shared with you guys, there was the spiritual element but there was a soul element. And then there's also a flesh element. And a lot of times with substance abuse issues, our physical body is trapped in a cycle of uh, survival because of a substance where we have, we go through physical pain trying to end that cycle of insanity. So sometimes for some people, you know, it means that you need to have a plan to uh, keep yourself safe from getting your hands on the substance that you've been addicted to, right? And Jesus will walk that out with you. 
day by day, one day at a time. He will walk it out with you. I know because guys, he did it for me. But the word surrender, this was something that the Lord taught me really early on. And it was like one of the most amazing revelations he ever gave me because I always felt like surrender was like a weak thing, right? Um, And I had always been a fighter. You know, I was crazy, crazy girl, crazy, crazy, violent girl because I was a crazy hurt girl. But um, the word surrender, it was actually a term that was used in like ancient times. And it was whenever a huge invader, like an enemy army was coming to um, to occupy a region that was full of smaller kingdoms and the smaller kingdoms and their, you know, army force was not big enough to like hold off the invader. Oftentimes the kingdom, the smaller kingdoms in a move of defense would actually surrender to one of the larger surrounding kingdoms, they would all join forces to become one giant force of resistance against the invader so that they could win. And this is what surrendering to Jesus looks like. Okay. It looks like saying your kingdom is above every other kingdom. God, you are the most powerful. You love me. And I am going to give up my you know, my comfort, I'm going to give up my rights to tell myself how to live. And I am going to completely go all in with you so that I can have the abundant life that you died for me to have. And so we can fight off this enemy that is warring for my life and for my soul, right? Like, is that not good news that you don't have to do this alone? So the big thing too, and I want to tell you guys how to keep, I want to tell you how to keep your freedom too. And the key to that is thankfulness. And I don't think that it is, I, you know, like it's not coincidence that of all the times of the year, the Lord would choose. Literally, I got off drugs the day after Thanksgiving. And so every Thanksgiving, I like celebrate um, what God has done. And I'm so thankful, like every day, like I'm even talking about it now. And it's been nine years. I'm so thankful for what he's done for me, guys. I mean, from living in a tent And being covered, like, you can even still see, like, I have pock marks on my face from where I had open scabs. I've got anybody that ever doubts my story. I have self-harm scars. I did not know what it was like to have a silent moment in my head because I was constantly tormented by demons. And my head is quiet today. I can, I know the difference between my thoughts and God's thoughts. And when the enemy tries to put a thought in my head, I have peace, like even more than all the like material crap, like seriously, because material things are nice guys, but knowing that every day I don't have to wake up and I don't have to put something in my body or 
do something that completely goes against all of my values and my morals so that I don't feel sick. The fact that I can hold and hug my children and I can feel love for them because my heart isn't so cold and so made of stone and I'm so doped out of my mind. I can't even feel love for my children. Guys, this is the reality that, I mean, that is what addiction does to you. It, it, it sets you in cycles of shame. So you can't even look at the people that you love in the eye. It will get you compromising, um, your values, your morals. It gives you a sin consciousness so that you want to run away from God instead of run to God. And, um, eventually it will end up taking you out because <laughs> that's what it's sent to do. It's like a Python. Do you know, like pythons, they will get in bed with you and make and get you all warm and make you think that it's your, you know, it's your pet, right? And then the moment that you're not paying attention, really, it's sizing you up to swallow you. And it squeezes the life out of you. And I mean, that is exactly what it does. Addiction, the spirit of addiction comes and it it's like, you know, like that snake from uh, the jungle book call, you know, trust in me. And it seduces you into thinking like, oh yeah, this is okay for this moment, you know, and oh, you're going to feel so much better and blah, blah, blah. And then you do it. And the next thing you know, like your life is a shambles and it's not worth it. Not when Jesus died to give you an abundant life. He died to give you himself everything that heaven has to offer. Like he died to give you and you can have it. So I don't care if you're addicted to nicotine. Look, my mom, I love my mama. She was a Christian. She had a really bad nicotine addiction and that's what took her out. I, she had trauma of her own and I remember being a little girl and flushing her cigarettes because I would see demons um, that were like making her smoke more because they wanted to kill her from cancer. I, as a little girl that operated in gifts of the spirit, I remember seeing this, okay? And I would flush her cigarettes and I would get in trouble for flushing her cigarettes because they were so expensive. And... Um, you know, here I am, my mom and she, she tried, but she, there was so much fear regarding the physical withdrawals that she just was never able to get free. And so I believe people are going to get set free from nicotine addiction tonight too. And you're going to lose your taste for cigarettes. And that's what I pray to God for because I am, I'm 37. My mom had me when she was 35 and she died when I turned 35. So I have literally, I'm still young. My kids miss my mom terribly. And I'm going to have to go the rest of my life without my mom here because of a spirit of addiction that came to kill and steal and destroy my mom's life. And there are people you guys are watching right now and you know I'm talking right to you. 
and you don't have to go out that way. And you can, your family is important. You're important. Your life has purpose. It has value. You dying from cancer is one of the worst things that I think I've ever witnessed in my life. I would, I think honestly that some of the prisoners that receive capital punishment, um, have more humane deaths than watching somebody die naturally of cancer. And, um, so I'm, 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 making not just an emotional plea, but I'm, I'm hoping that you guys that are listening to this, if you, if you are struggling with any kind of addiction that you're receiving, uh, hope right now to know that one, that you're seeing the enemy for what it really is. Okay. So that you can come out of agreement with it and have a resolute plan um, to, to walk out your deliverance, okay, and walk out your ongoing freedom, but also so that you have hope because Jesus is going to set you free. He's going to touch you tonight. And I mean, I'm telling you, I know I feel the anointing on me. I feel the compassion of God on me. I feel all of the hope of heaven all over me tonight. And I'm here to tell you guys that if the Lord can set me free from all being a garbage junkie. I'm telling you like anything and everything I could get my hands on, I put in my body to try to escape myself. And it wasn't just drugs. I jumped from nicotine to alcohol to, to drugs, to men, to, you know, uh, work. I was a workaholic to, uh, shopping. I still have not done the gambling thing. I was addicted to pornography, anything, I'm a, a, just about anything that a person could be addicted to. I've had to go through it and I've had to walk out deliverance. And if I can be standing here in the, or sitting here in the freedom that I am experiencing today in Christ, then, and God is no respecter of persons. He's absolutely going to do it for you. And I'm sharing my testimony with you because testimonies open up uh, a miracle doorway for you to walk into the same victory um, that you're hearing about God doing for somebody else. And that's open to you right now, no matter where you're watching. So guys, please do me a favor. If you haven't shared this video, there are so many people out there that are struggling with addiction and it may be substance abuse. It, it could be, you know, any number of things and they're suffering in silence because they don't know where to go and they feel hopeless. Would you please share this video so that they can hear this story? They can hear this teaching and they can get freedom please. And just put in the comments, just type shared. Um, so I know that you shared it. So, um, and then I'm just going to start praying for people and, um, do me a favor guys. Cause look, I have no healing virtue. Um, I am not the anointed one. Jesus is the anointed one. The Holy spirit is the, is the anointing. Okay. And he comes on on people for the sake of others. And, um, so I have no healing. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much for sharing. Um, I know people are, I'm going to get awesome testimonies from this 
And I want to hear uh, your testimonies too. But um, yeah, and you can even stand in the gap for a friend too. Um, stand in the gap for a friend as I pray this. Um, yeah, so they so that they know that they're loved and that there's hope. Okay, there's hope. There's hope in Jesus. He's our living hope. Hallelujah. And then at the end of the prayer, I'm going to just tell you guys some ways that you can walk out your freedom and keep yourself free. Okay. So um, I hope this has blessed you guys. So do me a favor. I just want you to just focus on Jesus wherever you are. You don't have to beg. Um, he's already there and just thank him for his presence. We, we enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving, just telling him who he is and how wonderful he is and thanking him for what he's already done for us. Okay. It's in his stripes that we are healed. He already healed you. We are just laying hold of the reality of what he's done for you on the cross and we're pulling it into our reality. Okay. We're pulling it into the natural realm from the spirit. Okay. So father, we love you. We love you. And we thank you so much for freedom. God, we thank you that you came to set the captives free and liberty to the prisoners. God, to open up the, the prison doors and, and set people free and to proclaim the year of Jubilee, <laughs> the canceling of debts, God. God, we thank you so much that Jesus, you were drug away as a prisoner and you were led to Calvary and you died a bloody, gruesome death on the cross, naked and ashamed. You bore our sin, our iniquities, our transgressions, the curse that we lived under, you bore on the cross for us and you shed your blood so that we might be completely healed, completely saved, completely delivered and made whole from all the works of darkness, Jesus. We thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you for my personal testimony, God, of all the victories that you have fought and you have won for me as I have surrendered my will and my life over to your care because you love me and you know better than me. And so, God, I thank you for my personal victories. And God, just as you promised me all those years ago, that when I would pray for those that had substance abuse issues, that they would be supernaturally set free from addiction and they would lose their appetites for the substance, God, that, that they would have no withdrawals. Lord, that is what I'm asking you to do over every person that is listening under the sound of my voice tonight, that is struggling with specifically with substance abuse, God. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you that not only are our names wrote in the Lamb's book of life and that deliverance is the children's bread, but that you have given me authority over all the works of the enemy, that I can cast out demons <laughs> and tread on snakes and serpents. And so can every blood-bought, born-again believer 
on this video right now. They can they can do the same thing and they have the same authority. And God, we exercise that authority right now. And in Jesus' name, I speak to every spirit of trauma and I command you to loose those people right now in Jesus' name. I also decree right now and I tell you spirits that you shall not rend or torment any person that is listening to this. You will not cause them to be embarrassed or to throw up or to hurt themselves. In Jesus' name, I disallow it. Instead, you will come out quietly in Jesus' mighty name. I speak to trauma and I command you to get out. I speak to rejection and I command you to get out and go to the pit now in Jesus' name. I speak to all witchcraft and sorcery and I break your power right now. Pharmakeia, I break you in Jesus' name and I command you to come out and go to the pit generational iniquity, you are broken and the blood of Jesus speaks a better word over your DNA in Jesus name. And Lord, I even speak to the demons that have been corrupting the flesh that have been twisting lies about people's identity. You are, look, there are some of you watching, like you've just thought that you were going to be an addict your whole life. And guess what? That is a false identity. You are not an addict if you belong to Jesus. If you belong to Jesus, you are a child of God. And a even a grateful recovering addict is a false identity. Jesus does not identify you as an addict. He identifies you as his dearly beloved, as his chosen, as his special possession, his treasure, his love. You are the love of his life. And he proved it when he hung on that cross for you so that you might be free. I break that lie off of you. I break word curses off of you in Jesus name. Yes, some of you, I feel specifically some women are watching and there has been uh, deep wounds from the harsh words of a father that have been uh, triggering you into some of these addictive behaviors. I break that off of you in Jesus name and I curse every false Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And I command you to get out and go to the pit now in Jesus name. And father, I release the fire of God to burn up and displace and to uproot Every idol in the lives of your people in Jesus' name. Fire of God, come. Holy Spirit, I thank you for what you're doing right now. Guys, if you are feeling anything happening in your body, I want you to put up some fire emojis or some hearts. Just let me see what is happening some of you guys are feeling tingly. I speak to trauma on a cellular level. I feel like there is somebody watching. You had an accident um, or an injury many years ago. You've been suffering with uh, opioid addiction. And um, 
And it all happened from trauma from an injury and going to a pain management doctor. I break that off of you in the name of Jesus. I command it to go. Uh, I break every uh, spirit of death. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I come against the spirit of premature death right now in Jesus' name. Some of you guys, you need to say this out loud. I renounce a spirit of death in Jesus' name. Just start saying this. Say, I renounce the spirit of addiction in Jesus' name. Say it. Say, I renounce the spirit of rejection in Jesus' name. I renounce the spirit of trauma in Jesus' name. Come on, guys. Yeah, and, and then just say, I take back my authority that I submitted to these spirits. Whoo, some of you guys, hallelujah. Rambandia sutra basata. Lord, I even speak right now to taste buds. And I just uh, I just pray right now that even the taste for nicotine, for those who have been addicted to cigarettes, that they would be repulsed the next time that they try to smoke a, hig- a cigarette, God, just like you did with me, that it would be repulsive. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for supernatural deliverance supernatural deliverance and your mercy in regards to no withdrawal symptoms, no withdrawal symptoms. Lord, I even, I feel like some of you guys watching, you know, I'd I'd call back your soul, your fragmented soul from the North, the South and the East and the West from, from where trauma, uh, tried to shatter your soul. We sever every ungodly soul tie, Lord, every ungodly soul tie in the name of Jesus. Lord, even some of you guys are watching. I I feel like uh, there's some people watching that you've had um, even an addiction to pornography and uh, it's a cycle of rejection that leads you into and loneliness. And um, the Lord is, is wiping your uh, imagination right now so that you will not see those unholy images. I'm, I'm seeing somebody you saw, um, it was from when you were a little child. And I believe that you were at a friend's house and you saw a magazine that you should not have seen. And um, ever since then, there have been... Um, these uh, demonic images that continue to resurface uh, in your imagination. And and it's specifically uh, brought up whenever you are experiencing rejection and loneliness. I break it right now in the name of Jesus. I break it right now in the name of Jesus and Holy Spirit. I just release your cleansing water. I release your cleansing rain right now over the imaginations, over imaginations, over their minds, Lord, to, to wash away those traumatic, demonic uh, images in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. I bind their mind to the mind of Christ, to the mind of Christ. I say they have the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. 
Sharaba sondaraba kataraba shotodo shereririria sambata. Rombondia sotoroboshondia sakaya. Rombondia sa. I release the fire of God now. And Holy Spirit, I just release your manifest presence right now, your loving embrace over each person that you're touching right now. Father, I pray that they would begin to feel your tangible presence, your tangible presence, that they would feel you hugging them, that they would feel your, your goosebumps, Lord. Thank you, God, that they would begin to feel uh, your the, the heat of your love. I feel like some of you guys are feeling heat in your hands and even on your face. That is the, the fire of God's love. He's purifying. He's washing your identity clean. If you feel that heat in your hands, put it on your heart and just start blessing your heart. Say, Jesus, heal my heart. Heal my heart, Jesus. And then guys, just, just start asking Holy Spirit. Like you don't need me to pray for you. Really? You need, you need Holy Spirit to touch you. And Jesus will touch you when you ask him to touch you. You don't need somebody else to pray for you. Okay. So literally he, he is, he is moved by your petitions, by your requests, by you asking him. He says, you have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive. Look, some people are, they got the, the ghost bumps. Um, they've got, they're feeling heat. Hallelujah. Come on. Uh, feeling pain in my back, almost like, yeah, uh, I see that, Rachel. So right now in Jesus' name, Rachel, I just break off trauma cellular trauma. I command that demon to loose her now in Jesus name. Come off spirit of infirmity. Go to the pit in Jesus name. And I loose healing on Rachel's back right now. Total healing. Pain be gone in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Check that. Check that. Some of you guys, somebody was watching, you were in an abusive relationship and you got, uh, like you had a neck injury and I'm feeling specifically something right here on my head. And, and I feel like it was from where some, like somebody got hit in the head and you, you had like a, a maybe even a brain injury. Um, I break that off of you. I speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. Yep. Healing now in the name of Jesus. I break off. Yeah. Every, uh, every spirit of torment in Jesus name. I break the assignment of tormentors off of God's people right now in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus name. Hey guys, if you're feeling like your back pain, like something is holding on to you and you know what you need deliverance from wherever you are, just say, I come out of agreement with trauma. I come out of agreement with depression. Say, I come out of agreement with a spirit of lust. I come out of agreement with pornography. Look, 
when you renounce agreement to these demons, they have to let you go when I tell them to go, okay? You can tell them to go and break it off of you, okay? All right? If you're, the Lord just said, some of you guys are feeling dizzy and that's a familiar spirit. It's a generational spirit. I take authority over that right now. And I command you to loose that person in Jesus name. I command every tormentor, every spirit of addiction, every lust of the flesh, pornography, substance abuse, trauma, rejection, Come out and go to the pit in Jesus' name. I break you now in Jesus' name. Total freedom. Lord, I even speak to, to bodies right now. Yeah, there's Kimberly Sue. She said, my ex-husband punched me in the side of the head and I've had neck pain and disabling migraines ever since. I've been having to take pain meds for 30 years because of it. Girl, that word of knowledge. Ooh, I feel the glory. That word of knowledge was for you. That is for you. I break that off of you in Jesus name. I break witchcraft and abuse off of you. I command your brain and your neuro network to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. And I command every spirit of addiction to be broken off of you now in Jesus mighty name. Supernatural healing, supernatural deliverance from, uh, from withdrawal symptoms, healing in the neck. Now, in Jesus' name, Rambanda, Kimberly, receive it, receive it, receive it. Fire of God, come. Kimberly, the Lord says that if you will begin to taper off of that medication, you will see that you are completely healed. You are completely healed. And do not listen to the voice of the accuser. You're going to wake up tomorrow different. Hallelujah. Guys, I just want you to do this. Put your hand. My head is, is hot right now. I'm like, I'm a mess. <laughs> All right. Put your hands on your head and just say, I have the mind of Christ. Brain, come into alignment. With the head I have in heaven. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And guys, now I just want you, I want you to start asking Holy Spirit to come and fill you. To fill in all the places where those things came out. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I release the, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire over your people, God. Holy Spirit and fire. Holy Spirit and fire. Shh. 
Now, guys, here's the thing that you have to understand, okay? No matter what you are currently struggling with, you are not an addict. You are a child of God. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, okay, and he rose again on the third day to raise you to new life, you, you were co-crucified with him, meaning your old life, the life of the flesh, okay, the life that was addicted, that was a pervert, that imbibed in all sorts of immorality, okay, and sin and iniquity. That person was nailed to the cross with Jesus. Our Bible says that we have been crucified. Some translations actually say it co-crucified. You were crucified with him. One nail, two hands. Do you hear me? That's actually what the Bible says. You, your old nature, your addictive nature was crucified with Christ and you have been raised to new life in Christ, meaning that you have the abundant life of Christ living in you and you can live this day forward from abundant life. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to strive for it. All you have to do is walk it out. Do you hear me? You walk it out. And what does that look like? That looks like you coming out of agreement with a false identity of being depressed, a false identity of being a food addict, false identity of being unloved and unwanted. That's not, that's not the truth about who you are. You are loved. Okay. You, you have a river of life inside of you from the Holy Spirit that is bubbling with the emotions of heaven, which is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, and self-control. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of you as you learn to live your life in union with Christ and how he has told us that we are to live by this. You have to remain in God's love every day. You have to wake up, even if you don't feel it in your head or in your heart, you have to remind yourself and ask God to remind you that you are loved and that you are his child, that you are not a sinner. You are a saint, that you are not an addict. You are set free. Okay. And then every day you walk out gratitude for that. Okay. Literally, thankfulness is what opens up everything. It opens up the full sozo that Jesus died to give us. If you are thankful for the, for the freedom that he's given you, then you will continue to stay free. And you walk that out one day at a time. You can't focus on 100 days ahead of you. You do it one day at a time, even if it's just a few minutes. Look, guys, when I first got clean, I... I struggled with so much obsession and compulsion. I had to literally find a way to keep myself locked down so I wouldn't go out and try to get drugs. Okay. Like I, I had to, to make a, a, a plan. Okay. Where 
I was not going to pick up because if I don't have it in my hands, I can't put it in my body. Okay. Then I had to have accountability. I had to have other people around me that loved me that I was willing to call when the enemy started harassing me to try to get me to use. Okay. I had to have accountability and I had to constantly keep my mind fixed on positive things. And I mean, I'm telling you guys, I would find a way where I would be grateful for, for toilet paper. I mean, I am grateful. Are you not grateful for, I mean, literally everything that God has given you in your life, it is all a gift. Nothing that you have in your life came because of anything that you did. And even our freedom is a free gift. Okay. It's a free gift that we can't, we can't fight for. We just receive because we receive his love on a daily basis. And this is something I'm going to encourage you guys to pray. Okay. And it's something that I did for the first three years of the nine years that I have been off of all mind and mood altering substances. Okay. And that is, I would wake up every day and I would say, Jesus, show me how to live clean. Show me how to abstain from the things that want to kill me and destroy me and that break your heart. Give me your will and your life and show me how to live clean. Okay. Somebody put this in the comments. Father, give me your will and your life and show me how to live clean in Jesus name. That's it. I would pray that every day. Sometimes I would pray that multiple times a day. And guys, there are other times when, you know, you break free and the enemy comes in. And I I see this a lot with people who struggle with uh, pornography addiction, right? Like they get, they have births of like freedom. And then all of a sudden there's like a lapse. And guys, if that happens, get up, dust yourself off you know, run to the father, ask him to speak identity to you. Okay. Ask him to love on you. Ask him to show you why what you're doing is hurting you. And it's hurting the other people that are involved. Even the people that are making that material guys, they are broken. They are exploited and sin is, is rooted in self-centeredness. So God, when, when we have to have God's heart, for, for the other people in that. But, you know, it's important for, for us to know that in those moments when we're dealing, when the enemy is coming after our minds with the obsession to get us to act compulsively, that we do not come into agreement with the compulsion. Instead, we can distract ourselves with good things like writing a gratitude list. Okay. Uh, Having a gratitude journal, calling a friend, and asking for prayer, asking the Lord to show you, uh, you know, getting caught up in worship, painting, painting is awesome, or doing something creative, cleaning, being busy, anything you need to do to distract your mind in a positive way. Okay. And that is how you walk out your freedom. That's how you walk out your freedom. One day at a time being thankful 
and asking the Lord to show you how to live clean. Give me my father, give me your will in my life and show me how to live clean. That we would walk in his ways, that we would know him and know his way, that we would bear much fruit. Okay, guys. Hallelujah. Guys, the Lord loves you and he has such good plans for your life. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans for hope, life, and a future. Okay. And then right under that, it says that if you seek for me with your whole heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from the places where I scattered you and I will restore you. Right. And guys, I'm telling you so many times I see and I see believers doing this. We focus so much on our problems. We make our problems and we make the enemy this giant thing. And we have a big problem and we then we have a little God. But I'm telling you guys, we have a giant God who died on a cross to set us free from ourselves, set us free from the pain of our past and is offering us every single day new levels of life, of freedom, and of abundance, okay? And it's not always monetary, but it is a inner reality. Who out there wants, you want to be free from yourself some days, <laughs> amen? Jesus died, you were co-crucified with him on the cross to be set free from yourself, and from your self-life and everything that your flesh life produces so that you could be alive in him and live a life led by his spirit, which is love. Okay. So guys, I hope this ministered to you. Um, if it did and you haven't shared or you're just coming on, um, I would really highly suggest that you go back and you listen to the beginning of this message. You are going to get so much freedom out of it. Um, and I love you guys. You mean the world to me. I've had a couple people ask uh, what my itinerary is for speaking out places for the next couple months. And right now I'm actually taking a break um, from my itinerant ministry and traveling. I'm only going to be doing our monthly services at the Oxford Revival Rooms, which you can look up our Facebook page. It's at Oxford Revival Rooms. We have a monthly service there um, for November and December uh, because the Lord has told me to stay home and to focus on him and on my family. So that's what I'm going to do. And uh, But I am going to be on here doing Facebook Lives, which is great because that means that you all get to get ministered to instead of just a few people whenever I go out to speak places. Amen. Um, but I love you and, um, I'm going to hop off here now because I just feel released to do so. And, um, you guys are amazing. Uh, I'm so thankful for you. And actually I just want to, I was really feeling like just doing a 30 days of thankfulness, like every day guys, why don't we just 
get up every day and we spread the love and we spread God's praises and his thanks. And we just post, you know, one thing every day on our Facebook page about Jesus or about the life that God has given us that we're thankful for. And just share that with our friends. And, you know, guys, the Bible says that you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. And it's God's goodness that leads men to repentance. And I like to think, you know, like when I'm trying to get my kids to eat something that they might not have a taste for, like vegetables, for example, when I just take a bite of my broccoli and I'm like, "Mm, oh my gosh, this is so good. I love broccoli. I'm so grateful that God made broccoli, especially with a little bit of butter and some salt. Are you sure you don't want to try it? Whenever your kids see that you are tasting something good, they want you to share it with them, right? And so guys, I really feel so convicted that if we just made God look delicious, that the world would want to know him. If we shared with others how good he is and and how wonderful he is, then other people would be inclined to want to find out more about him. Amen. And so I'm going to do this. I feel like even starting tomorrow, I'm just going to do like 30 days, like a 30 day of gratitude uh, challenge. And I'm going to put on my Facebook page one thing that I'm thankful for, specifically in my relationship with Jesus. And I want to challenge you guys to do that too. Um, Each day for the month of November, it being Thanksgiving month too, you know, it's, it's so perfect. And, and to do it with a heart that when you do that, people are going to taste and see that God is good and they're going to want to know him because they see how good he's been in your life. So I love you all. God bless you. And I will see you next time. Okay. Toodaloo. Thank you so much for burning with me this week on Get Lit Live. If this ministry blessed you, consider subscribing to my channel. Also, don't forget to check out my website, KristaElisha.com, your one-stop shop for everything we do here at Arise Kingdom Ministries. You can find ways to sew into National Revival, check out our trendy Christian clothing line, get a free sample download of my new book, and sign up for my email list to have prophetic fire and spiritual encouragement sent straight to your inbox. Until we meet again, it's time for you to go out, be bright, be bold, and be a light for Jesus.